Welcome back to Look Ma No Hands. I'm your host, Laura Max Rose, and I'm joined today by Natalie Weekly, the founder of Signature Style, a personal styling, personal branding, closet overhauling company that she founded with two littles in tow, which is amazing. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to jump right in here with Natalie. She has been more of an inspiration to me than she possibly could ever realize just by small things she said to me in passing. The first one, Natalie always has perfect hair, okay? <laughs> She, um, and and I, I always, you know, when Selma was born, I was having a much harder time getting myself together in the physically, um, I had the messy bun going on, but it wasn't one of the cute messy buns. It was one of the really bad ones. And, uh, I would meet Natalie for lunch and her hair was always perfect. And I said, you know, how do you do your hair every day? And she kind of looked at me like I had four heads. What do you mean? You don't know how to do your own hair. And I'm like, well, I used to know how to do my own hair, but it just takes so long. I haven't done it in so long. She said, you know, I timed myself once and it only takes 12 minutes and I figure I can make 12 minutes minutes for myself every day. Immediate life change. I think about that every morning. Can I make 12 minutes for myself? Can I make 12 minutes for myself before I go to bed and blow dry my hair so I have a really great day tomorrow? Can I invest in myself in even bigger ways? Maybe I'm worth even more than 12 minutes. I'm going to let Natalie get more into this with you because I think all moms and women in general, maybe we're racing to work in the morning, not necessarily trying to get our kids ready for school, but we're short on time and we want to be long on style. And Natalie (laughs) knows how to make that happen. So Natalie, give us all of your wisdom. I want to get right to it. Let's talk about what you notice when you go into a client's home. They have a closet full of stuff that they haven't gone through in five years. They're a mother of one, two, three, however many kids. What's the number one problem that you notice that's stopping them from really being able to get dressed in the morning and how do you help them? Oh, such a good question. Um, so, oh my gosh, I, by the way, I timed myself this morning and it took me 11 minutes. So I seem to have <laughs> You're cutting it down. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I, when I go into closets, uh, what I see the most of, I see several things, but one of the things is, especially if it's been a little while since you've been through your closet, a lot of the things might look a little bit tired. We may also be tired. So. And we're attached <laughs> to those things. And we are, yes. And there's you don't have to buy an entire new wardrobe to feel like a brand new person. You can buy just a few things and that can update what you already have. Um, I see a lot of probably too casual of clothing because it's the easy grab and it's what's usually on sale. If we're out, especially if we're out shopping for our kids, there's the oh, big there's sweater the cotton t-shirt, there's the big sweater, there's the whatever you need those things, have those things. But also make sure that you have other things so that when the time comes, you are going to get a random invitation to a party and you do not want to do what I did before I was an image consultant and before I learned all of this stuff and have a legit adult temper tantrum in your closet. Right. (laughs) We have all been there. Well, one of the, and follow Natalie on Instagram if you aren't already. She's at Natalie Weekly, but I've gotten so many style tips from her. And one thing that she said that changed my life again (laughs) was, there's going to be a lot of life changing happening here, is don't go shopping for a specific event. Like don't go to the store the day that you have an event or a gala and buy something for that event because you're really never going to wear it again. And I can't tell you how many dresses I have hanging in my closet that like I ran to Target or something to get one of their really gorgeous, cool dresses that are 30 bucks because I didn't like anything in my closet. And I never wear that dress again. Mm -hmm. And instead I can be more intentional about what I'm putting into my closet. And it doesn't all have to be new. It's about really using what you have 
and making it work for you. Absolutely. And I will say you can buy a dress for a specific event as long as you use the word intentional, as long as you are being intentional, as long as it's not just a, I just need to serve this need right this second. But if you are following the criteria of, is this something that fits my personal style? Does it look good on me? Does it fit my personal coloring? Does it fit me, then you actually will wear it more, but it takes a little bit of intention, which usually does not happen the day of or a day before an event. <laughs> so tell us about the goal of the closet tapering process. What do you want a mom that you're working with to feel when she walks into her closet every morning? Like they just took a deep breath mm-hmm. and that they feel awesome when they walk in the closet. I don't want new moms or any anyone <laughs> to walk into their closet and have the first thing that they say to themselves be no. Because think about the clothes that are messy or need to be ironed or are the hem is out or the colors are wrong or you don't feel good in that or it reminds you of somebody or t- tragic situation, whatever it is. Don't put those things right where you can see them, right when you walk in the closet. Because then the first thing you're telling yourself is no, lame. I don't want to do that. I want to have something good that I'm walking into. So I want them to feel like... I can trust that everything in here looks good on me. And then it's just a matter of how I put that together. So what are some of your tips to bring them from no to yes? So good. So hire me. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Um, So definitely we talked about personal coloring. Think about what your personal coloring is. Are you on the warm side? Are you on the cool side? Are you on the light side? Are you on the deep side? Um, look at that and then use that as your barometer for what stays in your closet. So many of us have never even thought about that. And when I first met you, you were working with me actually to give me a color palette to represent my brand for my web design company. I had all these really bright colors and you said, actually, I know you like these colors, but they make you look a little bit juvenile. And I'd never thought about that before. And you came back to me with this completely different palette. And you said, you know, this isn't just for your website. This is also stuff that you can grab when you're going shopping. Um, These are colors that really represent who you are. Most of us have never thought about colors that represent Mm -hmm. who we are, which I love so much about you is you get me thinking about that. That's awesome. I love the intentionality of it with the colors. One of the first things that I ask someone when I'm working with them is what are the first five words you want someone to think of when they see you? And then we style to those words. So one of the things you mentioned that the colors before might've been a little bit juvenile, the colors, the new colors are sophisticated, which you absolutely are. And so full of life. And so I, I love the colors on your website now. Like I think it looks so (laughs) awesome. And, um, you, you want that kind of thing in your closet as well. And it's easy to find once you know what it is, once you've spent a little bit of time to see, okay, who who has these kinds of colors. People ask me all the time, who should, who should I follow on Instagram? Who are the bloggers that I need to follow? And I recommend three probably separate people. Okay. I'm getting out my phone. Okay. (laughs) That is find somebody who has your same coloring, follow that person, find somebody who has your same, same body shape, follow that person, and then find someone who has your same style personality. Okay. I'm laughing to myself right now because I am literally following and by following, I mean completely stalking this woman who is tan, really blonde, platinum blonde hair, um, probably a little bit taller than me and has a completely different body type. (laughs) And she, I joke that she could sell me tap water. I buy everything in her swipe up. Literally. She says, swipe up to buy this. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm all yours. And like, I keep getting these things and returning them because I'm like, oh, I'm not a platinum tan blonde and this doesn't look good on me. Uh, What she has taught me is just as she's a mother of five. And she's taught me about being excited. Someone's ring doorbell's going off. 
<laughs> she has taught me about just like being excited about getting dressed every morning as a mom. Like she has five kids yes. and I find that so inspirational that she's able to take care of herself in that way. Yes. And it makes me want to get dressed up every day. So let's talk a little bit more about why that's important. It's something that we don't really biologically even feel prompted to do sometimes after we have kids, we're very interested in getting them ready. For sure. Why is it important to take care of ourselves? Because you're the caregiver. Yep. And if you are showing up halfway, then your people are going to suffer. All people. All the people. (laughs) All the people, your tiny people, your spouse, your friends, because we're just dragging ourselves. And listen, newborn life is we call it the newborn vortex. We're exempt from that. I mean, yeah. Let, listen, if you if you have a newborn, do just, not listen no. to any of this. Right <laughs> Save now. this for later. Yeah. And go listen <laughs> after the six month window. Yeah. Month window. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Eight year window. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you definitely. I mean, we we are showing our children, and yeah, we're showing our children what we want them to do. I mean, do we want our children to show up halfway? Do we want our children to show up? I mean, if any of us moms of girls, I have two girls. If either of them ever came in the room and said, you know, I just don't think I'm worth putting the effort in today. Yeah. How would you feel? Break my heart. Yeah. That's, that actually legit makes me tear up thinking I I would never want that for them. Of course they're worth it. Of course they're worth putting the effort in. That does not mean spending all your time getting ready. That does not mean like, I'm sorry, children, I'm not going to talk to you for two hours while I try to make myself perfect. That's not at all what I'm talking about. But just having a few extra minutes where you can feel put together, then you are like, you are more equipped and likely to go out and do all the wonderful things that you need to be doing in that day, not just with your children, but your job, your spouse, your, or significant other or whatever. Um, I, I want people to feel great so that they can show up a hundred percent in all of the things that they do. So what you just said was the mindset switch that I made that helped me take that time for myself in the morning was I'm giving my child a gift Mm -hmm. by letting her stand here for a minute or two or 12 while I get ready. Her watching me put that effort into myself is the one of the biggest gifts I can give her. I was starting to get so uncomfortable with how infrequently she sees me take care of myself. Everything was about her. Everything was about making sure she was ready. And I was a mess. I was jumping into the car. I had no makeup on. I had like basically pajamas on just trying to get her to school. And she was actually starting to ask me about my clothes. She was starting to ask me like when I would come pick her up at school and I was dressed up finally because I wasn't in the morning. Mm -hmm. She was asking me like why I was dressed because it was infrequent. Like Mm -hmm. she didn't see me that way very often. And I was like, you know, this is not healthy. I don't want you to think that the only thing that I do is take care of you because I'm a person too. And you need to see me taking care of myself. And that is my motivation so many mornings. You know, sometimes I, I now put my own makeup on because it's something I I feel like I'm doing for her too. It's like I, I've changed the way that I think about it. Mommy takes care of herself too. Mommy is important. And I've noticed it's created this kind of wonderful dynamic change between the two of us. That's she so really awesome. understands much better that I have my own time and she has more patience. It's also this like American parenting thing. Like everything is around the kids. Yes. Oh and we forget about ourselves. We forget about marriage. We forget. We, it's just the kids are the center of everything. And that also just plays into the way that we take care of them without taking care of ourselves at all. And that's not what I want my, that's not the way I want my daughter to be raised. No. You and I were talking a little bit about earlier about getting dressed up and marriage and how it's important. It's important. You have this, this is where your family began. Yes. 
getting dressed up for each other, being attracted to each other. Absolutely. Sorry if I've made anyone turn this <laughs> off because they just want to like evaporate, but it's really, it's, it's, it changes things for the better. Like your marriage, your, your family starts at the top. Absolutely. Um, it starts with you and your spouse. It starts with taking care of yourself with you two taking care of your marriage. And that's a really big part of it. Like Absolutely. you didn't meet like in a messy bun with like, <laughs> You, I, my husband loves me more than anything in the entire world when I'm wearing my yoga pants of and a course. messy bun and whatever, but I want to feel good. And when yes. I feel good, it helps that part of my life too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love both of those things with th- talking about the world revolving around our children. It's like, do you want to be controlled by a three-year-old or do you no. want to be controlled by a five-year-old? The answer is no, because we have life experiences that are more, Yeah, <laughs> like we have things and we have things to contribute. We have been given those children specifically, they are our gifts and we are the ones with the responsibility and with the skills to do them or the community. If you don't feel like you have the skills, you have people you can reach out to. So let's talk more about that. You were just talking to me about our kids being our, did you call it a divine assignment? Yes. But also a character assignment, a character assignment. (laughs) I want to talk more about that. You take the wheel here. Natalie, take the wheel. I tell people that having children is like signing up for a character development class for the rest of your life. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, if you, first of all, to anyone who does not have children that's listening, please, 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 I cannot implore you enough. Do the work of resolving whatever you feel like is hanging over you now. If you have parent issues, if you have friend issues, if you have approval issues, if you have whatever your issue is, we all have them, whatever your issue is, please do the work as much as humanly possible now before you have children, because promise when you have children, it will just all come Oh, they will bring it right up on out of you. (laughs) They will bring it. Even if you think you've resolved it, there's like, oh, another layer. Oh, look, childhood trauma. How fun. Let's deal with this today. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. What? I had that so deep, but so. I think I, I think about how aggressively I have tried to do that before I had mm-hmm. kids to heal my own childhood trauma, my own wounds, so that I didn't bring them into this next generation of my family. And in spite of that aggression, of course, they're still going to do that. For I sure. mean, they're still going to really they're going to heal you whether yes. you like it or not. <laughs> That's exactly and right. uh, and and it's very important that we take responsibility for what we bring to the table. Absolutely, and don't don't shove that off on someone else. I mean, the time that you have with your children is, I know people say this all the time, your time is short, like whatever. It feels like I could die here, but it's, it's true. We don't have a ton of time with them. Even if it's, I mean, just if they start school, I mean, that's only five years and then they're in school a majority of the time away from you. So we only have that short time to give the character to them and the lessons that we want them to learn within that window. And then um, of course you have their whole lives to continue teaching them more, but just to treasure that time and to not, I know we're so eager for time to pass. I think we were talking about that. Yeah. We don't need the time to pass quickly. We need to enjoy it right as it's happening. Then it will have passed. Mm -hmm. So how are you doing that? You have a business, you have two (laughs) kids, you're married, you have a lot going on. on. How is the Natalie schedule organized so that you don't completely combust? Lose my mind. (laughs) That is so good. Um, Two things. One, this was actually a friend of mine who also is a small business owner recommended uh, an online scheduling tool. She was putting it on our website, online scheduling that you can go on my website and you can schedule me for whenever. And in the course of doing that, it forced me to say, what are my work hours? 
because especially with small business ownership, I actually started the business before I had my oldest and with small business ownership and really any business, you have a hard time shutting it off and it's on this constant like 24 seven loop and how do you turn it off here and turn it on there. And I had not set those hours for the first probably year and a half or two years of her, of Kate's life. And I found myself on Mondays I was working and then I was frustrated about time that I was losing away from her. And then on Tuesday when I was with her, I was aggravated because I was like, I have so many things that I'm behind on and I'm not getting it done. And then I'm not necessarily taking it out on her, but it's, I'm not receiving her joyfully on that day. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was, I was just living in a constant state of stress is what it felt like. And so I forced myself to sit down and say, what are my work hours? And that was actually life-changing for me because Mondays I work from these eight to four and then that's what happens. And then on Tuesday, I actually, she's in a school where she's partially homeschooled. So we homeschool on Tuesdays and that's our time. And I don't work during those times. And actually just recently I've had a few commitments on Tuesdays and it's really thrown everything off. I'm like, yep, this is exactly why I have kept those days blocked off so that I've, I've got the the split a little bit. That's the first thing. And then the other thing everyone is always talking about, Oh, you can have it all. You can do all the things, you have the kids and you mm-hmm. have this and you have this. And my answer to that is yes, but not all at the same time. Yeah. You can have it all, but not all at once. No, yeah, <laughs> we would not be able to handle that. But also there's just, there's too, there's too much. I mean, it, Octobers are generally a crazy busy time. I really don't see a lot of friends during October, but there's then, so much going on. There's just so much. And then November, I do get to see friends. And then we have to, Charlie and I, my husband have to spend time intentionally reconnecting because, Hey, October was just a flaming fire of schedule. Can we talk a little bit about that? (laughs) Sure. Tell me more about that intentional reconnection, because I think we all, especially as parents, we swore maybe we would never need to do that with our spouses, but then you have kids. Yep. And they will take over everything unless you intentionally reconnect with each other. Absolutely. It is more, I mean, we have a scheduled Saturday day night that I talk about as though it's like the best thing since sliced bread. And it's, it's amazing, but it's more than that. It's more than just carving out a specific time that you're going to spend with each other. It's daily. It's, it's an action. It's Mm -hmm. something that it's a, it's a revived commitment that you have to make. I mean, every single day and it is so easy to lose sight of it because your kids will take over everything Mm -hmm. um, if you let them. So tell me a little bit about how you go about dealing with that. Staying intentional. A couple of ways. One, like you said, just checking in. Be like, hey, I haven't seen you or talked to you in a little while. Yeah. Hey, what's going on over there? What's happening? Um, We have, we actually have this meeting that we do on Sundays. We went to this marriage conference that was incredible. And they had a few tips that we took away from that. And one of the things was on Sunday night, we go through this list of, uh, topics. So it's financial and spiritual and kids and health and personal and social and work and all the things. And we check in on each of those things. And it's so incredibly helpful for the week that even if we don't, even if our 
schedules are a bit ships passing in the night for a couple of days or whatever it is during the week, we were on the same page on Sunday and we knew what was happening. And so then we can go as a team instead of, I'm sure this happens to you being a doer as well, that we have all these things on the schedule and we have all these things happening. And then you're like, okay, so I mean, are you helping me with this or right. what, what's happening here? <laughs> like, I think you're reading correctly. my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so going through that in the beginning makes it so much easier to not be frustrated than later. Right. And then we were talking a little bit about being intentional relationally and intimacy wise as well, that I'm a huge advocate of the kids going to bed early. Yeah, because, I too. I mean, you need time. You need time with the two of you and you need time not only to talk, but to be intimate. And if, if you need to talk first, then there's no time. <laughs> like, hey kids, the kids just went to bed at nine 30 or 10. You're like, so okay, I'm, let's I'm down right in, now. I know. So I'm down in five. So I have five up? minutes. <laughs> Which there's nothing wrong with the five minute showdown, but also, you know, just making time for that. And if that, whatever it is for you, if that means you need to talk about it throughout the day so that you're ready, if it means that you need to get dressed and look put together so that you're not like, Hey, uh, I need to shower and I need to do all these things before I even want you to see me, then, you know, be in, give yourself some time for that so that you can show up. I know so many people are probably listening to this. Like what? I wake up at five. I wake up like eight times in the middle of the night and my kids won't go to bed early and I'm exhausted. I can't even think about anybody touching me or I'm nursing like, ew, I don't want anyone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want anyone else touching my yes, body okay, ever. That's true. <laughs> um, but, but it is so important. And I know that like we, we, we want to discount that. Um, but it's just this, it's something that only we have with our, with our significant other and it's ours and you're an adult again. And it's so important, I think, to be intentional about it, to make time for it. And and you, you swear you'll never have to do this. Like, Oh, what? Like me and my husband, like (laughs) we will always like, it'll always be like organic or we'll always have time or, but it's not, I mean, when you have, there's so much going on, you really do like love is a verb and you really have to like take action around it and, um, take care of each other in that way. And I think so much of what you do, you know, you talk about having a signature style and taking care of yourself in this way that so many of us maybe think of like as shallow or aesthetic only, but it's so not like, it's not at all. It's, it's about something so much deeper than that. Um, so for everyone who was listening to us trying to get some style tips around here, I'm going to do a little pivot, (laughs) come back to you and then sex from style. Um, But so, so going back to that, so many moms who are listening to this probably maybe feel like they don't have time, um, to go out to, to buy things, to, to taper their wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Um, where can they start? Where are some places that, you know, women especially can walk in and always get a few pieces? What are your favorite places to shop? Oh my goodness. This is such a hard question for me because I, it really does depend on your personal style and what it is that you like and your body shape and all of that good stuff. I like going into stores that have a variety, a big variety. Um, anthropology has actually gotten better about, they used to have all boho, yeah, but, but they have all different styles. And so you might not, one style might not appeal to you, but another style might. Don't be afraid to walk into a department store. There are, it doesn't matter which one, I mean, Dillard's, Nordstrom, right. any, whatever price point, whatever, JCPenney's, uh, walk in because one, it's laid out a bit cleaner. If you talk about not having a lot of time, 
walking into some of the like a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx. Oh, they're like a mess. It's so overwhelming. Yeah. And I do this for a living and I feel like it's overwhelming. And yes, you can score a good deal. I want you to be wise stewards of your money. Absolutely. But if you are trying to train your eye or you're trying to go a little bit above whatever you've been picking up in the past, then just kind of leveling up. I definitely recommend walking into a department store because it's a little bit easier to see everything all laid out. And having the tools of, I mentioned earlier, having your coloring and knowing what your styles are. Make a list when you're in your closet. If you're trying to get ready for something, have a running list on your phone. Like, I tried to get ready and I needed a black belt. And then I tried to get ready for this and I don't have a dress that fits in with this uh, bridal shower level, but not cocktail, but not, you know, whatever the style is. And write those things down. So then when you are in the in the store and you haven't thought about yourself for a hot minute and you're like, what do I need to do? And then you can look and say, okay, well, I need these five things. Are there any of these five things right here? So one statistic I read recently said that like some gross percentage of Amazon purchases were made by like mothers at two o'clock in the morning or something. (laughs) I a hundred percent believe that statistic. I a hundred percent believe it too. I think that like motherhood and shopping online are like just totally hand in hand because you don't have time. You buy things online. I find that when I do buy clothing online, I'm much more likely to keep something that I don't really love because mm, I'm not, so true. I don't have to return it, but like, I probably wouldn't have bought it in the store. Right. What are your tips around shopping online? Cause shopping for clothes are hard online is, is a hard thing to do, but we kind of have to do it in this day and age. That's true. If you can shop while you're standing in your closet interesting if you're saying it's the same with home decor as well by the way if you are shopping for home decor and you're trying to find the perfect piece of art and you're looking online stand in the room that you're going to put it in because it's so easy so much easier to see it in context and say oh this this is crazy versus if you are sitting in the glider in the nursery and you're just scrolling through and you're like oh that looks fun yeah sure that looks great but then if you were in your closet and you were comparing that dress or that top to your general style and your general aesthetic, you could look at it and be like, whoa, that doesn't really match anything in here. Right. That's such a great piece of advice. It's also so much easier. Like when you're shopping online to visualize yourself differently than what you actually look like absolutely, and to visualize your aesthetic so much different than it actually is. I think about that when I get like professional photos taken, I have such an idea of what I'm going to look like. (laughs) And then I get them back and I'm like, Oh, that's not what I look like at all. (laughs) Yeah. Not even close. (laughs) Um, so shopping online. So shop in your closet. That's a great piece of advice. I love it as possible. Use wish lists. Okay. Use that. Yeah. Use the wish list if, at two in the morning. If you found 20 things you love to put them all in a wish list, don't and buy then, them right no. away. And yeah. then the next day go through and look, that will also help you not buy too many of the same things. Cause we have a tendency, especially if you're buying a lot around the same time, for instance, last year, bell sleeves and huge balloon sleeves, huge. They are still huge. But if you bought five tops last year, probably three or four of them had the same sleeve style. Whereas if you're using wish list, then you can scroll down and say, okay, well, I already have four that look like that. So I don't need to buy so many. I just need one. And then maybe I can fill in with this other thing. That Actually, was something else that I've learned from you following you on Instagram. You color coordinate, you color code most of your closets that you organize. Like they, yes. things are organized by color typically. Yes. And it, you said that it helps you not go out and buy like that same black top because you already have like eight black exactly. off the shoulder yes. tops. <laughs> 
So I went through so my closet and I see. did that. I went and I reorganized. Yay. Yeah. And, and it's, it's been a game changer because I'm like, totally. oh, I have nine ivory sweaters. Like right. that's my favorite thing to buy apparently is an ivory sweater. <laughs> so I'm not buying any more of Look those. Yeah. Look I don't need any more of that. And it just showed me what I need that right. I don't have. Like, oh, I don't even own these three colors. Like yeah. we could add something. I needed way more color for sure. Um, and there's just like general, like pieces that I don't have a lot of, mm-hmm. um, like long sleeve shirts or right. like nice pairs of pants, um, winter dresses, like right. it just, and, and then you can go out and you can shop intentionally and actually feel good about what you're buying. Absolutely. Oh, I really so, you know, need it's this a wise investment and it's completing your wardrobe. It's not just, I'm just adding a bunch of stuff because listen, that's just more things we have to think about right? that are not, that are adding to the chaos. There's no reason to add to the chaos. So let's talk about Target because this is something that's really... <laughs> been on my mind a lot <laughs> Let's lately. Let's talk about Target. I have probably a very unhealthy relationship with this store. Okay. I am there probably as often as I'm in my own kitchen, which is That's like impressive. once a day um, because I don't cook three meals a day, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, and there's something about that store, the way that it's organized. It's therapeutic for me and I'm not alone. Mothers love this no, store. There's do. jokes that we should have like a bar in Target so we can just get everything <laughs> done that we need to do. And I think that most of the things that I buy for myself, there are pretty useful, but I have this new trick that I've been trying out, which is I know when I go into Target, I'm going to spend like a hundred, 120 bucks. Like that's just right. what hat. Cause you went in for crackers. Happening. I went in for crackers, <laughs> right? There's always something online that I really want. That's just about that price point. And I'm like, oh, well, like I don't need a sweater or a pair of pants for that much money, but then I'll go in and target and I'll like blow it right. on stuff that I didn't even think that I needed. Right. So is it just that I just can't go in the store? I mean, what, how, do you advise women on these issues? Cause I really, Natalie is hysterically laughing at me right now, but you just can't see her. It's a quiet laugh, but do I not go in? And I just like, I, I, I need help. Seriously. I will. I will. I will. Okay. I love that the response is, do I just not go in? I don't <laughs> know what to safe. do anymore. It's not safe. Um, okay. So a couple of things. First of all, <laughs> this is when the list is handy. The list. Okay. Have a list so that yeah. you know, these are the things that you need. It's also helpful if you do have your closet organized, then you, like you said, I buy too many ivory sweaters. So then do some other colors. <laughs> right. No more. The other thing you can do the in-person version of a wish list, which is you put everything, whatever looks interesting to you. I tend to, I tend to take everything that looks interesting to me. Like the way I do target is I walk the whole run and I grab literally every single thing that looks cute that I think I might like. Wow. And I take the whole mess to the dressing room and I try it all on. It does not matter if I have my children with me or not. Amazing. I still will go to the back and they just have to sit there and figure it out. <laughs> Good. I like it. And so I will try every single solitary thing on. And that's great for a couple of reasons. One, because trying on is free. Yay. Yay. And we don't have to do a return on a try on. And we can just go in there and you can see yourself in a different style. Like if there's the crop wide leg pant that you've seen on everyone and you're like, I mean, I don't know. Do I need that? That's such a low risk way to see if it works for you. Yeah. Try it on. Try it on. See if it looks great. If that particular one doesn't look great, maybe a different style does, but generally they'll, that'll be a good bellwether. Well, so many times when I'm a target, I see stuff and I love it and I don't try it on and I get it. And like, I get it home and, and I'm annoying. like, oh, this wasn't even like, I could have totally left this there. Yes. Yeah. So just take the few extra minutes okay. to try it, try it all on and then have freedom to grab whatever you want. Just grab whatever you want, try it on. And then plus the great thing about trying on a bunch of things at one time this is the other problem with online purchasing sometimes we'll buy one thing here and then two things here and then maybe one thing over here and so you're just seeing one or two pieces individually right but if you go into a dressing room with a whole ton of stuff or if you order online and you order from a brand 
that you aren't sure about. And so you just order like 10 or 12 pieces from that brand. You try it all on at once. The good stuff comes to the top real easy. It's so easy to see what looks great because you just tried on five things that were like, eh. And then you try on this one top. You're like, oh, this looks amazing. And you know that feeling you of know, something yes. looking amazing. And so amazing. then you know, to keep the amazing thing. Maybe one or two of the things that looked good, if they fill a hole, then okay, great. But if not, don't get them. Just it, And it's so much easier when you're seeing it all at one time versus one top. We can always rationalize one top or one dress or one pair of pants or whatever it is. But if we're trying it all on at once, then the good stuff comes to the top really easily. And then just buy those things. Well, someone once told me, don't buy it unless you absolutely love it. Is that a manageable expectation to have about everything that we buy? Or is it just a nice principle to be guided by so that we're not buying something just so it's on sale? That is such a good question. I would say that it's a good guiding principle because there are things that you may not love that you need in your closet. Like a black tank top or something. Right. Right. That are going to complete a look for you. I always think about the white button down shirt that when I I used to see lists and it was like, what, what does every closet need in their wardrobe? And a white button down shirt was always one of those things. Right. And I'm like, I'm not wearing a white button down shirt. I've never worn a white. I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Why does that have to be in my wardrobe? But you know what? The more I'm in people's wardrobes, the more I'm like, actually, you really do need a white button down top. And here's why, because you can layer it. You can, uh, we, I was thinking about this with mom style, a white button down, like a, you know, a looser material, a linen or something like that tied in the front with shorts. That's something you can easily go on a play date and still look like something more than just workout clothes, but it's still easy. And with your, with your kids, but, um, that white button down shirt can be anything and you can style it more than just preppy. It can be edgy. It can be creative. It can be whatever. And it layers and et cetera, et cetera. But you may not look at a white button down shirt and say, ah, be still my beating heart. (laughs) What about the quality issue? Okay. I'm not ragging on target here because I love them more than anything, but we're all victims of going into target and finding that $30 pair of shoes. Yes. That's just so cute for one day. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, then we wear them and they look worn out the next day. Right. Um, where where do you recommend um, women go like for the quality, sturdy items that they can really feel good about investing in? Because we don't really think about shopping this way anymore. We are, we're shopping to throw away almost. We're shopping for right. a look. How do we go back to shopping for things that really will sit in our closet and last? And where do we go for those pieces? I would say to revisit department stores, department stores, the way that we had talked about before, or even some boutique stores are going to carry some brands that are generally more put together and probably a little bit higher end. I don't want to say that you have to spend more money on something for it to last longer because sometimes you can find a target shoe that looks great, Sometimes, but, but not all of them. Right. It needs to be the, the rare, probably more than just the, the norm. But if you look for some brands that, I mean, you can see in the construction, if the, if there's padding on the bottom of the, on the, the ball of your foot, first Mm -hmm. of all, that makes it so much easier to walk. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Foot foot pedals, by the way, if you don't know about them, foot pedals are incredible. You put them right on the ball of your foot and they make it so easy to walk around. 
Um, I was sharing to a group yesterday, Sam Edelman shoes. Yes. Love them. They're so great. They are so great. They are well-made. I am so hard on shoes. Okay. And they are so well-made and they look flattering and they're not a ridiculous price point. You can get them on sale. You know, Zappos is easy for sale things, Uh, not sale things, but it's easy to find if you can't walk into a store and find that particular shoe. But that particular brand I like. And Again, it just it's varies so widely. I like Bowden. I've enjoyed Bowden. You've gotten me I've, really into Bowden, actually. I've actually really enjoyed the style of it. Um, what else do I like? I like my my shoes from Nordstrom. I'm trying to think of where my where the majority of my shoes are from. You you <laughs> you've told me a lot of Nordstrom. I also love following you on Instagram because you always give like these one-off tips that I hear and I never forget them. So one of the ones that I remember is chandelier earrings. You want to have earrings that. What is it about the way that they frame your face so that they flatter your face? Yes. Okay. So face shape. Face shape. You need to think about your face shape when you're thinking about statement earrings, especially because statement earrings are so big right now. And that big fan, you know, I am obsessed with those and they look so bad on me. (laughs) Then the reason for that is that when you have a wider face, that fan it hits makes your right. fa- it hits right on your bo- your chin bone. What exactly. is that? The jawline. Excuse me. <laughs> Whatever this the is chin called. bone. <laughs> the jawline that like makes your your face look wider. And I've right. noticed that like I have this tendency to buy like big round earrings, but mm-hmm. then now I'm looking more for like straight down because right. they elongate my rather wide face. Or the, you do not have a wide face, but you and I both do have more of a square face. Okay, then... I have a square face. <laughs> <laughs> then a heart shape or a rectangle or an oval or something like that. But you absolutely want it to hit just the widest part of the earring to not hit at the widest part of your jawline. Okay, so if we could have like three more nuggets like that one from Natalie. Man, we were talking about organizing your closet. Mm-hmm. And when you were thinking about how you're going to hang things, I definitely recommend hanging the lighter stuff in the darkest part of your closet so that you can easily see things. Like we tend to put the black pieces in the corner. Or, yeah. you know, and then you don't know what you're looking at, <laughs> like put the white and the gray in the corner and then it actually will overall lighten up the closet, which is nice. Also talking about closet, don't hang things together. I know. Don't hang things together. Right. So unless you are planning your wardrobe. Okay. For a like a pair of pants and a top. Yes. Okay. You want to have your pants in one section, your tops in another yes. one. Okay. Because we've all done this. We've hung the shell that goes with the cardigan that we bought together. Yeah. And then we say... Uh, this is always going to go like this forever to right. the end of time. And then you forget that you own that inside shirt because you think, oh, no, I'll, I'll always remember this. But no, you're not. You're going to forget. <laughs> and then you have pieces. Um, and then talking specifically about mom style and developing both your children's wardrobes, but then also just the concept of dressing your kids. I actually have two tips about that. One, if you are unsure of your signature style, look at how you dress your children. If ah. you look at how you dress, I have I mentioned two girls. One I tend to dress, well, I tend to dress. Now she has a lot of opinions about her dress, but um, she's way more uh, girly, preppy, and totally into the sequins and the pink and all that kind of stuff. And then my youngest is a little bit more on the tomboyish side. But I see that in myself as well. Like I have that's this so interesting feminine fun side, and then I have the tomboy side over here, and so I can see how I'm dressing them. But the other thing is, you're basically building a new wardrobe with them, with every size, buy in complete outfits that works for them and that works for us. If you buy in complete outfits, then you know no matter what, you have something that goes together. And then as you add in the sale shirt, and as you add in the sale pair of 
shoes or as you add in the sale, whatever, you still know that you have things that go together. Right. But of... buying just like eight pairs of leggings on the gap sale, which I totally did yesterday. So now I'm going to have to go back and fix <laughs> Sorry that. Sorry about that. Is, uh... <laughs> It's not what we want to be doing. Not really, right. because then you're going to have all these leggings. You're like, we didn't wear all these clothes. And right. Why? Why did we not wear because them? Because you didn't have outfits. Yes. Okay, so make the outfits, but still separate your clothes. Yes. Building a wardrobe with my kids has taught me so much about so my much. own personal style, also about tapering down my wardrobe. So I'm so intentional about what I buy my kids. Right. I really want Selma to have this experience of walking into her closet and loving everything in there. Why shouldn't I? Absolutely. So my closet looks completely different now because I've gone into it like, what if I was starting from scratch. What would I really, really want to keep in here and what doesn't really work for me? I want my closet to feel the way hers does. And you're right. She is super girly, loves pink, (laughs) loves pink dresses. Violet is only eight, almost nine months old. But it's so interesting how when they're that age, you still kind of know Mm -hmm. who they are. Absolutely. You know, you really do. And definitely born with... They're born with it. And and she has a little bit, she has a, a slightly different aesthetic. She loves the ivory sweaters. Let me just tell you, <laughs> putting her in a lot of ivory sweaters, but I never put Selma in those. It's like, I knew immediately right. Selma was always wearing glitter. She right. was always wearing like bright polka dots. I wanted to put her in ivory sweaters and somebody in, um, I was shopping in Janie and Jack for Selma before she was born. And someone stopped me and said, you might not want to buy her too much stuff because you're going to be really surprised. She's going to have her own personality when she gets out. And a lot of that stuff's not going to work for her. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's going to be a baby. And she was born. And I swear, like none of the stuff that I wanted to put her in worked for her. It was all like these like very like pastel florals, like very girly, lacy, delicate, not my girl at all. Violet is a lot like that. She has a little bit more of that going on. So it's funny. Like they just look totally different as babies. I dress them differently. And it's the same thing for us. Right. It's the same thing for us. Totally different styles. And there is something out there for everyone. So if you're, if you have listened in any portion of this and thought, uh, no, you cannot find the right thing. Yes, you can. It is out there in whatever size, in whatever shape, in whatever color, it doesn't matter. You can find it. Okay. So let's get into hair and makeup before I, before I have to leave you because I'm having so much fun talking about this. You have the perfect hair always. (laughs) It's this very, it's this very like easy cut, like the cut, the layers are perfect. They frame your face really well. And I know you, and I know a lot of thought has to have gone into it. Also the color really complements your face. So how do we how do we have that in our Definitely lives? Definitely find a good hairstylist. Find a good hairstylist, right, that is obviously. Number one. But we want him to give us or her to give us something that we can really style very easily. Yes. That's important. Yeah. It okay. has to fit in with your style. I don't want something that, like, I always want that. Um, the, the lob. The, the lo- yes. Yeah. That goes longer do that in either. the front. And he's like, it just looks at me every time and says, no, no. I'm just not going to do, do that to Yeah, you. that wouldn't be you. Just You're totally right. right. Yeah. And so you want to have, same with, the clothes you want to have something that matches your personality that matches your lifestyle that you can maintain because if you do find that your hair is up all the time you need a different hairstyle interesting if you find that your hair is up all the time you need a different hairstyle because it means that the one that you do have isn't working for you huh. and you're just like i don't know what to do and so you toss it up and yes having something that frames your face the flat a color that flatters your skin tone I do see a lot of that happening. Be aware of where you are on the spectrum in terms of warm and cool and deep and light so that you don't end up with very uh, with hair that is in contrast to your skin tone instead of hair that complements your skin tone. Because another thing about moms, we're tired a lot. And yeah. if we look super tired and then if we have colors that are not complementing our skin tone, it's going to make us look older and more tired. 
So we'll talk, we'll talk about hair color, but I want to talk about color color too, because you love talking about color and what it represents. You went to a meeting the other day on your Instagram stories. You were negotiating. Oh yes. You talked about how you're wearing black because it's a color of power. It is. And okay. Authority and um, seriousness, assertiveness. If you find that you are being passed over for things or that you're not being taken seriously at work or in life, whatever it is. Black is the color to wear. Black is a better color to wear. Right now you're wearing green. What does that mean? Man, thank you. It's all actually it's communication and relationship. Love it. Look at that. Communication and relationship and trust. Was that green or you talked to me about trust is blue. Blue speaking. Okay. So, so when we, we wear blue, we evoke trust from others. Yes. And you'll see, especially, I mean, we just went through a political campaign. You'll see people wearing blue most often in political campaigns because they're like, you may not know me, but I, you can trust me. You can trust you me. Have a good What's the worst me. color we can wear? Oh, I don't know that there's really a worst color. If we're a politician masking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> asking for a friend. That I, that's so interesting. I wouldn't say that there's a worst color. Purple would be maybe a Makes little tough like Barney. to pull off. Okay. Tough to pull off. But not out of the realm of possibility. Got it. That's Love so it. fantastic. Asking for a friend. Um, oh, there was something else I wanted to say about color. I don't remember what it was. Oh, if you find that you are too assertive or if you are being perceived as like perhaps you have a constant RBF or something like that. RBF, resting bitch face. <laughs> yes. yes, got it. Okay. Then wearing a lot of black is not going to be good for you. Oh, okay. Black is one of those colors that, and we, I've, this has come up so much recently on my feed. Everyone's like, you let people wear black. I'm like, yes, I let people wear black. It's not that you can't wear black. It's that that is our default. Everyone already knows how to wear black. We already know. We already know. And if you're tired, what color are you reaching for in your closet? Black. Okay. What are the color of the circles underneath your black. eyes? Black. So let me just talk about how that's going to highlight the circles underneath your eyes. <laughs> so let's not do black. Let's not do that. Let's do a different color. If you have a color that is correct for your coloring, then it's going to kind of light your face from below, automatically going to give you a better look and look more alive and healthy and full of vigor, vim and vigor. <laughs> I love it. So important. It was so good having you on, Natalie. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me. And you can follow Natalie on Instagram at Natalie Weekly. Yes. Um, she's too. also on natalieweekly.com. Her company, Signature Style, provides closet overhauls, consultations, personal shopping, personal branding, and she does a bunch of speaking all over the city. So I really hope you will introduce yourself to her because she's just a phenomenal person and friend and inspiration to me. And uh, subscribe to Look Ma No Hands if you haven't already here on iTunes. You can listen to it on any platform you like at anchor.fm slash Look Ma No Hands. And we look forward to joining you next time. (laughs) 